In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes Jade and MJK come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. You graduated? (laughs) From high school. I was just, yeah, look at you, you know, proud with your graduate diploma. G'day, Jade. Oh, g'day, Mofo, a.k.a. MJK. <laughs> Bit of a scenery change. We're recording from your lovely abode here. Oh, yeah. So. Mixing it up. Yeah. Some diff. He's obviously looking at my certificates on the wall going, yeah, new scenery, uh, new environment. What else is new? What can I see? He's got the window view again. I was going to judge you for going <laughs> to Coachella, but I was like, nah, don't bring up Coachella. Oh, no, I did it. Too late. <laughs> 2017. Well, yeah, no. It's, I often find when we're in your study that I'm looking at your Blu-ray collection going, what haven't I seen? What do I want to borrow? <laughs> oh, I forgot to bring you Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, again. No. I didn't even send you home with it last time. There's well, that's all right. And that uh, grunt in the background is... Oh, yeah, that's dog. Maggie, um, named after Maggie Q. That's right, you heard me. Lisa McKean's character from Blue <laughs> Healers. <laughs> She's joining us today instead of Taters. Oh, no, my. there is no relationship between the question from a listener, Matteo. All right, <laughs> what are you thinking, five <laughs> listeners out there? Um, we well, do have a weekly topic for you today, but we're going to just have a bit of a recap of what we've watched since we've last met up. And I apologise in advance for my congested snotty sounds she's gonna try not to sniffle but it's jade so chances are that (laughs) won't happen so jade what have you watched in this past week or so week a few bits and pieces obviously i think we've worked out you watch far more films i'm more tv Mm -hmm. and like that's why it takes so much longer to watch so many tv shows as it does to watch so many movies. So you've always got a long list of movies, which I'm always impressed by. And I'm like, yeah, I watched that season of that show. I don't know why, but it's easy for me to commit to like a two yes. hour film than oh. it is to go, oh, I'll watch an episode. And oh, 100%. If I hate it, I'm like, well, I've wasted an hour of my life. But if I love it, then I go, no, I have to watch a whole season. And then I yeah. start cussing myself. And then oh, yeah. I spend the whole day pacing back and forth instead <laughs> of watching it. Especially if you start a show that's like got five seasons out that you've only just started. It's okay if you're like, all oh, right, I'll watch this show it's only got one season and mm-hmm. then you can just wait for the next one. Oh yeah um so yeah i watched creed 2 right have you seen that yet no i haven't even seen creed 1 what? I like you'd you really said... like them well i know i would because they're directly yeah, related Rocky. to the balboas lots of tie-ins and yeah. obviously sylvester's within them i got a buddy who absolutely loves him and he loves michael b jordan too so he's like how have yeah. you not seen him i'm like i don't know he's boss I've said that quite a few times on this show. He's well, boss. Usually, and it's weird because you say boss, I say bitchin', so it's a bit strange. We've got our, we've got our things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Michael B. Jordan as well and Tessa Thompson, your homegirl. Yeah, um, my doppelganger. <laughs> she's in it as well as she's in Creed. The soundtrack's good. The links, especially in Creed 2, obviously, to um, all of the previous actors and characters that have been in the Oh, originals. yeah, because the second one is If He Dies, He Dies Kid, right? Drago's kid? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Drago's kid. Who's a real boxer, by the way, from, I think he's meant to, I think he's from Germany. And he, where's Drago from? Russia, right? Yes. Yeah. Th- Which oh, is I funny because so. um, Lundrum and the guy they cast both aren't from Russia. Russia. They're from Germany. And but Lundrum's just else? a tall guy with a strong jawline. So oh, of course yeah. he looks Russian. 100%. But it's like Michael B. Jordan gets his actor training for boxing and then he goes in against actual boxers and they are just beast mode. Like this. Give him a lot of praise for uh, 
So it's impressive that he still did such a great acting yeah. job in Black Panther because he's probably had his head rocked a bunch of times by Ruben. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's footage Luke. of that too, of him actually getting knocked out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you watch this on your Blu-ray or something? No. Ah, because I was going to say, because you love your special features. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I'd seen it on when Michael B. Jordan was on the Graham Norton show. They spoke about it for a right. bit. Right. Quite interesting. Great show. I also started, I think I mentioned last time that I started playing, yeah, I did Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So I'm still playing that. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing, we're still playing Division 2 with the crew because obviously we're not playing every day. It's only when all four of us are, are available. Is this still like a, if everyone's available on a Sunday hang? Yeah, kind of sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. We did that Saturday actually. Um, Excuse me, and I finally finished Ozark Season 2. Oh, it took so long for us to get through yeah, it. That was It was tough for me just to get yes. through the first three episodes, and I haven't gone back to it, so I, I get right? that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're like, we'll just watch the one, and that's why it took so much longer. Other shows, we could watch two or three in the one Which night. Which is messed up, because I love Bateman, and I love the whole small yeah. town. Like I love it's everything a great setup. about it. The way it looks as well. It, it's just for whatever reason, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, it, I'll it, go back to it at some point, because I do love yeah. Bateman. It's a slow burn, but we finally ticked it off the list. And we also finished um, the first season of LA's Finest, which I've spoken nice. about before. Yes. So we've watched all of that, and it's been renewed for season two. Jessica so. Alba and your girl. Gabrielle Union. Union. So good. And the guy, okay, so the, the black actor that's in Ghostbusters, um, Leslie Jones? Uh, I don't the, what, know. The new one? The, no, the male from the original. Oh, the originals. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't name. I couldn't yeah, name well, him, he's uh, Gabrielle Union's dad in the show. He's awesome. He, he's definitely a father figure. He's cool. Type. And there's a Ghostbusters reference in one of the last few episodes. It's really good because they slow mo s- walk in with like these overall one seat things. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it's because there's the. The other partners at the LAPD are this male duo that obviously help. Uh, Jessica and Gabrielle and there. Do they have kind of like a rivalry or is it more of a no, love No, no, it's a friendly thing. banter. Oh, it's a brother-sister banter. Okay. Um, give each other crap. Um, so he's in it and so is there's the tall ex-NBA player who's in Bad Boys 1 and 2. Oh, and he's yeah. like the IT guy. Just like in Bad Boys. He is the IT guy in this as well. So it's got some cool little connections to um, some awesome actors and the original Bad Boys, and they even reference it too. She's like, "We have to go full undercover here," and Jessica's like, "Bad girls." She's like, "Yeah, bad girls." <laughs> like, it's just really funny. It doesn't take itself too seriously in a lot of ways. No, that's good, man. Because it's that light-hearted, easy-watch comedy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Saturday night, I went and saw Spider-Man: Far From Home. Oh, fuck, I forgot the that was even out. Last of Phase Three. Shit, how was it? Yeah, it was good. It was. We had a lot of laughs. I expect it to be a bit more. Um, light-hearted, I guess, for Spider-Man with a younger audience. But, yep. yeah, still obviously coming off the back of Endgame. So it's quite interesting to see that happen. And then realizing, oh, this is like the last of it for a little while. It was a large percentage of it set in Europe? Yes. Yeah, or the majority of it, it far it from home. No, I okay. kind of forgot about it after a little while. But I did flash to you saying, oh, man, I hate European settings in films. No, I just hate like oh. when it's a sequel – and it's just like different backdrops. So, and then they just they play into all of the the stereotypical European things. Because like I love movies set in Europe, like original ones. Like this is England, Taken. They're the only two I can yeah. name right now. <laughs> Green Street Hooligans or something like that. Never seen it. No, Actually, don't I, have. I keep yeah. getting recommended to do that. I can't remember who the other guy's in it, but Elijah Wood's in it. First yeah, one's Elijah good. Wood. Second yeah. one, I hear's um, uh, garbage fire. Yeah. Um, and I'm reading. A book called Elixir at the moment. So keeping busy on all platforms. How about you? Well, I'm very embarrassed. 
Oh no. What? When you left me the other week. It sounds like I left you. When well, I when you left me. When you left the other week. Yeah, what night did we record on? Saturday. Oh, we've got wild lifestyle lifestyles Saturday night <laughs> yeah, but recording I had, like, podcast. I, after you left, I finished my beer, then I cracked another beer. Oh, and then yeah. I think I went to go play PlayStation and then I was just like, nah, it's too cold. So I put myself to bed. And there was a bunch of new you stuff got on a TV in there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bunch of new stuff on Netflix. And I don't know why. Shit. What time did you go to bed before you start listening to movies? Well, as in what time did I... Go to sleep. Because oh. you're already in bed. <laughs> well, no. Well, you left. What time did you leave? Like, it was kind of early. Yeah, but it was... Nine. Dead. Yeah. It was end of the footy. But it was cold. So yeah. I parked myself in bed. And then I put on the movie Jack and Jill starring Adam Sandler. Oh. <laughs> Had you seen it before? No. Oh, but no. That's what this is right off the back about talking about Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler and Netflix. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but oh my God, that movie was shocking. <laughs> like, it does not look good and I have not seen it myself. Is it like Katie Holmes or someone like yeah. that? Oh, wow. That, and honestly. I'm surprised you stuck with it for that well, reason. Well, that's the thing. Honestly, that was the main reason I never watched it. <laughs> It does not look like a good movie, but I was just like, oh, no, I can't do it. Katie Holmes is it. So that's why I originally didn't watch it. Uh, So, yeah, watch that. And then um, I went on a bit of a I need to watch movies from my childhood phase. (laughs) I just need to. But I I went to watch uh, Mighty Ducks 2, but the copy I had was actually just the original Mighty Ducks movie. Oh. So I was like, oh, I've watched this recently, so I'm not going to watch it. So I watched a movie called Heavyweights, which was one of Judd Apatow's first films oh, okay. starring Ben Stiller. It's about a bunch of kids who go to a fat camp and it's supposed to be fun. But I, ben, I haven't seen it. Ben Stiller, it's like a spiritual first version of uh, White Goldman from Dodgeball. So he's like a fitness freak and he wants to get these kids <laughs> in shape kind of thing. Yeah, so it's it's like it's like that. And then they, they you know, kind of get the camp back for themselves. It's a nice. fun little movie. Um, and then, uh, I had my mate Nick come down from Melbourne. Yeah. So, uh, we just did a bunch of chilling. 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 And, uh, when he came down, we watched the movie Good Time again, which <sighs> I can't wait to hear what you thought about yeah, it, Yeah, yeah. I've got that on my holiday list. It's day two of holidays. Jade, it's like things. I was doing a first aid course yesterday. Oh, right. So, this that, is day actually. one. All right. But yeah, watch that again with my dude. And then, uh, my snapshot movie review will be the next film. That, but I'm not going to mention it now. Yeah. Build suspicion. Yeah. Um, also, we went and saw some local wrestling, which was a lot of fun. Riot City Wrestling at HQ in the city. So oh, nice. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Just cover all things pop culture. That's right. We Lots do. Of fun. Well, we try to. And uh, it's also been the first week of the G1 Climax, which is a New Japan tournament. So that's been keeping me very busy. So I've been mm. watching a lot of wrestling. Nice. Um, I also watched Step Brothers because that's fresh to... Uh, and we quoted that heavily yeah, last week. I, I don't know if it's a favourite of the podcast, but seeing we quote it so much, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. <laughs> well, I do enjoy it, but I've seen it so many times yeah, and I actually saw it in the cinema. Were you with me as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all went together. I think we were a little bit late and we were really close to the front. And so we missed all the trailers, got in and boom, the film was starting. I'm like, oh, I don't feel right about this. It was a good silly movie. It was, I remember just laughing a lot. Yeah. That and The Hangover, I never expected to laugh so much going in there. I don't remember and I don't know if I have. Really? Since, no. Well, yeah, if you're in that cinema audience and everyone else is laughing, it's yeah. a much easier to laugh. And then um, I watched Last Action Hero because that's also <gasps> fresh too. And that's on Netflix yeah. as well. I saw I, that. It's one of my favorite sports, one of my favorite underrated Schwarzenegger films, and also one of my favorite Schwarzenegger films. Period. Nice. As when I saw it as a kid, you're a kid who's basically buddying up. You're like you're in the movie. I'm like, that's the coolest concept ever. 
where everyone else shits on it because yeah. like, that's a bit silly. But that's it, mate. That's it. And speaking of going back to, we saw, saw um, Spider-Man Far From Home. We went to the Norwood Cinema, which is a Hoyts. Yes, love a Hoyts. Have you been there before? Uh, like in the parade, basically. No, uh, not I, not since it wasn't a Hoyts because it used to not be a Hoyts. Uh, so well I'm they, talking like decades ago. They have two cinemas that are... X screen mm-hmm. and every seat is a recliner, a leather recliner. That's what they do now. It's so so Hoyt's quality in Australia is owned by some wealthy Chinese dude. Okay, and he renovated every Hoyts in the country because he's like stuff having a thousand seats to a cinema. We want to make every seat comfortable, and if we have yeah. this like extreme sitting kind yes. of thing, recline. You know, more not just cup holder, but you can put your candy there, all this kind of shit. So that's that's it was why very you had a good impressive. time. And it had its own, it has its own Ben and Jerry, or not store, but kiosk basically. Well, There's so like, many flavors. Say, oi, I'll have a scoop yeah. of uh, what is it, turtle trail or something? Yeah, yeah. peanut butter, brittle. Yeah, something, but that's something. not what they're called, mate. They've no, got they're sexy names. Jimmy Fallon's even on a cover, yeah. but I couldn't eat any of it because I'm doing Dry July. You're such a sucker. So for... I'm going back there. Do you know what you should do? You should do dry Tuesday or something. So you don't have to commit to, <laughs> to a the whole, whole month. month. And then that it's way. It's too late. What date is it? The 10th or something? I'm, I'm deep here. It's the 9th. I'm should way should ahead of it. one or two days a week. And that way you don't have to conform to this dry July that everyone else is doing. But it's not conforming. It's to raise money for uh, cancer research. Well, can't you just raise money and say you did it? <laughs> <laughs> like when we were teenagers and we did 40 hour famine <laughs> I think we got to 20 no, second there, hour there was, ate uh, a whole tub of ice there cream. was a chick who um, she pointed out something great she's like I want to raise money for Movember but I'm not growing a fucking muscle oh yeah she can't she's yeah, so she did now and not in her 80s and she did like <laughs> she did like a photoshop every day of like growing a starship <laughs> and everyone thought it was cool so I think she only ended up like raising 300 bucks but that wouldn't have been that does, that, hey, every dollar less. counts exactly good on her more than I've ever raised for Movember just because I don't know how to do interneting. And all the girlies say I need some news for my podcast. <laughs> We're doing two different riffs <laughs> That's right, it's time for some news and gossip here down at uh, podcast.com. Podcast. I don't know, shit. <laughs> Not another podcast with two T's. That's us. That's probably why you haven't found us yet. That <laughs> second T. <laughs> Damn it. Who thought of this? Uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. We know them well from Hot Fars and Shaun of the Dead. Simon Pegg was in Mission Impossible, even wrote the fifth one, I believe. He was in Star Trek or and directed. wrote the third one. Yeah, he's all about. But they are going to be working together producing a film about a serial killer. Like, oh, we both get into a bit of crime. I don't know anything else about it. So, But I like Simon Pegg. We like Nick Frost. We like them together. We like serial killer films. So that could be something good. With those two at the helm, you'd think it'd probably be something comedic. A wee bit funny. Hmm. A little bit of a giggle. Uh while I do this next one, have you got that link there of the confirmed eight Marvel films? That no, I couldn't even open it, mate. Cause, oh, Because you said that you shared it to me via iTunes. I'm like, I'm not updating my phone. <laughs> In other news, I did mention a show called One Day at a Time, which was a Netflix sitcom about a Cuban family just living in America, uh, which tackled pretty heavy subjects. But it was 
cancelled after season three and they were, and I mentioned in another news and gossip, they were looking for other networks to pick them up. And that's where we had that discussion about if you're on Netflix, for example, another streaming service cannot pick you up. It's part of the contract right. you sign with Netflix. So a network called Pop TV, who I've never heard of actually, have picked them up for season four, which is good news. I know of Pop, uh, but I, and I know it's it's very hard to get even if you're in the States, I believe. Ooh. At least they'll be somewhere. And exactly, and then eventually some kind of budget. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? And then Sci-Fi did renew Winona Earp for season four, but they were struggling to get funding through the production company IDW. We know who do a lot of um, productions, um, but they finally got. <laughs> sorry, Maggie's walking around there. They finally got. They're funding sorted, so we are officially getting... No, uh, we're finally getting season four. Swamp Thing's another thing altogether. We know that that's been cancelled. Um, and Alan Arkin got his uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame during the week. Alan Arkin. Forget, I know the name. Yeah, Who, which you're one's looking at the bald guy with the glasses. He'd be in like his 60s easily or 70s. Actor. Is he Little Miss Sunshine? Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah the, he's the older right. guy, the grandpa. He's so cool. I think he's, I reckon he'd be older than that. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's what I got for you. Have you heard anything? I The only thing I read recently that they're trying to cut back on smoking in Netflix TV shows. Ooh, that's the only thing I've seen recently. Okay. And I was like, but you smoking's so cool. <laughs> well, the, the picture that they were using as a reference oh. was Natasha Leone for her Russian, Russian doll, doll. And she's literally got a fag in her mouth. And there's... I was watching some uh, something else on there recently, which Stranger Things. There you go. I forgot to mention it. There, there, nice. there. I said it. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of smoking in that. Uh, I think some of the time that's about when it's set as well. Like you think somewhere the way I smoked a lot was Mad Men because it was set back in the fifties mm-hmm. or sixties, whatever it was in the advertising world. But it sort of depends when it's set. But they've definitely cut down in general, so at least they're trying to do that more. Well, it's like you watch now. any movie that is made in the 80s, even if it's set like in the future, like Blade Runner, everybody's uh, yeah. punching darts. In yeah, that movie. they're taking that into the future because they don't know yeah. what it's going to look like. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably a good sort of thing to aim for. But uh, that's uh, all I got for you this week. Muzzle. Let's yeah. discuss trailers. All right, shit. You want me to start? Yes, please. I watched one this morning. I don't know why, but it just came up. When you type in trailers 2019 on YouTube, you're like, what's new? Let's have a look. One called Teen Spirit, which has Ella Fanning in it, which made me then go, where's Dakota Fanning these days? <laughs> just have a little thought there because she was everywhere once upon a time. Uh, yeah, movie called Teen Spirit where essentially she's a singer trying to make it big in um, – well, she's an English character, but she's trying to make it big, get uh, record deals, all these sorts of things, goes on to a singing contest show to get her name out there. And it's about her journey through trying to find that success. Don't know if it was any good. I do like Ella Fanning, but <laughs> hmm, it's, it's going to be any good. But, well, the trailer looked okay. I also saw they've got – I watched the – well, I watched bits and pieces of the Milan trailer, another Disney live action that's come about Oh, filming. yeah, I've only seen the stills for that because I was like yeah. on the bus to work or something and I'd already committed that I was like, I've got this chunk of time, so I'm going to watch yeah. this. And I don't show. mind that. There's something about where Milan was based on human characters, so it kind of works in that sense. Whereas with Lion King, you're turning cartoon animals into CGI animals. Is yeah. there any real difference except they look really cool? Yeah, like, they look really okay. They look realistic. Realish. I wouldn't Real-ish. say realistic. But it's like, did we need that? 
I guess, do we need Milan? Maybe not. But it does look cool. You can actually have actors within it. So it makes more sense to try and make that into something more realistic. So that'll be interesting to see. They're two that I watched recently. Yeah, good. How was the Mulan trailer? Was it sick? Not bad. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably go see it, to be honest. It's, is it the end of this year or a 2020 release? Um, I think it's the end of this year because I, I searched trailers 2019. Yeah, so um, I've only watched one. Yeah. And it starts with... Jew and ends with Manji. <laughs> Is it Jew Manji though? Yeah. No, ja, Jamanda. Yeah. Ja. Jamanji. And I forget what the second one's called. It's like Jamanji. Jamanji, the next level. Level, that's it. I also watched that one. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah, same. Yeah, uh, Rock did a pretty decent Danny DeVito in that trailer. <laughs> also, Kevin Hart is a you know is an old guy, especially Danny. Yeah, I didn't know they would be mixing up the characters like yeah, that, I which thought I that thought was works. Dope, yes, yeah. it works. Otherwise, it's too much of the same thing. But it's good to see Ruby Roadhouse's. Well, she gets Roadhouse. To- <laughs> Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Ruby Roundhouse. Yeah. Good to see she's still the same broad. Looks yeah. great, too. Karen Gillan. Get around her, Jen. <laughs> Love her. Love Nebula. Oh, oh, oh no, my, you don't. My blue sister. You liar. Lies. The pen is blue. The pen is blue. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I've watched this week. I will definitely go see Jumanji next level. I'd probably check out Mulan and Teens Spirit. Probably not. Why not? Because I said so. But you love Elephant. I do, but it's not probably won't even make our cinemas. It looks like a sort of film that might be in select cinemas in the US. And who knows, next week it could be on Netflix. Just like Shaft Just the other like week. Just like Shaft. That was Barahootal. And that way I would uh, check it out. Sick. When I was saw Spider-Man Far From Home, they had a little sneak preview at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They were already promoting that. What do you mean already promoting it? comes out well, it's later August, this month. Yeah. Oh. It's August, yeah. It's August, yeah. For Australia, it's August. Boo. Boo. We yeah, but August sooner. is next month. I know, but I wasn't expecting it because they didn't show the full trailer. They just put up the poster, which was sort of animated, so it moved a bit, and then the date. And it's trying to prompt people to get them like, show the trailer so people know what it's about. Yeah, but, you know, in the cinema, they showed trailers for movies that are like months out actually that's right they also showed the charlie's angels trailer never heard of it yeah me neither and uh (laughs) my favorite whore and shobs as i like to always call it when (laughs) i meet hobbs and Uh, i watched a bit of ufc on the weekend as well and um they all over the canvas and the ring posts is just all promotional stuff so it'll be like budweiser miller light whatever tv shows out and they also had a strong print on the mat the canvas which said shore and hobbs (laughs) and every time it went past it i just had a quiet giggle to myself (laughs) i've stuffed it up twice now (laughs) i really need to think before i speak but when they after they showed the trailer and put hobbs and shore up there (laughs) i really have to think about it it. i also think about it in the sense that it's alphabetical so h before s because a lot of us call it shore and hobbs which is wrong but it's hobbs and shore um, yeah, they've actually put the big Fast the and event. Furious um, title above it as well now so that people are really clear it's a fast franchise movie, right. which gets people to the cinema. Otherwise, right. they're like, who are these two characters? I mean, if they haven't seen the last or as, few. Or as you would say, who are these dipshits? Well, moving on, our right. weekly topic for the week comes from dummies.com speaking of dummies <laughs> i like it already <laughs> <laughs> it's actually um so the topic this week is 10 questions to get film lovers arguing and you could argue that jade and i are film lovers 
Oh, I wouldn't even argue that. Ah, we definitely are. We yeah. love it. Yeah, We've got right. a podcast about it. So we'll see if it ends in arguments, but maybe more so just Jade appreciating MJK's input to all of this, really. Yeah, it would just be maybe some friendly bants. But, you know, we could get heated here. That's, that's you know, you never know on the podcast. But who doesn't like a good animated debate? Um, a, you know, a nice friendly argument that's not, that's not violent or physical. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, it's got a, a 10 questions <laughs> because that's the title. The first one is, is cinema dead? Oh, I'm going to say no, strictly because you're still getting Hollywood blockbusters like a Quentin Tarantino's popping out soon called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, that's it. But then, hello, look at the intake that the MCU's had in terms of box office truth, success. Truth, truth, truth. We have movies in the billions now, multiple. Before it was Titanic and bloody Avatar. Yeah. Way um, ahead of the pack for no real obvious reason. Titanic, yeah. Avatar, travesty. Yeah, Fern Gully. <laughs> well, exactly. They're just saying that in the 1980s that cinema audiences actually hit an all-time low in the 80s. So it's been slowly increasing since then. Because they essentially had all the same movies. Everyone was yeah. trying to be Star Wars and all that kind of shit. A lot of slasher films, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and they're saying that what saved a lot of movies as well were the multiplexes and your DVD releases as well. Back in the 80s, 90s, it would have been videotapes. But those things meant, meant that the movies made profit. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's not dead. If anything, it's had its low in the 80s and it's on the rise again. I still say, yeah, the, the general cinema experience is far better than, you know, it's, it's what movies are made for. Yeah. They're made for cinema. You know, if you can get a shitty download, which is probably why, you know, you asked the question. Yeah. You're not going to get anything out of it. Something's going to be off, whether I- it be quality of picture or sound. Like, same with, you and I are partial to a Blu-ray, you know? Yeah. We like the home cinema, you know, experience, which, Definitely. you know, like, you try to imitate the real thing as much as you can at home, so. Yeah. Cinema ain't dear shit. But really, if I look at my Blu-ray collection, though, the majority of those films I saw in the cinema. Yeah. And now these are for me to watch in my own time, share with people, watch with other people, those sorts of things. Um, and every time I go to the cinema, especially Saturday night when I was there for Spider-Man, the cinema was full. Mm. Um, See, I love me an empty cinema. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. We don't mind that. You need to go like a Sunday ten o'clock session or something. Or just your local Wallace. For me, anyway, because it's, it's in the not the best part of town. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, but I guess also the question comes from the fact that with streaming services as well that people will just wait for Netflix originals, for example, instead of going to the cinema because they're just paying. It's saving the money. I think the argument that we're kind of leaning towards here is more so television's dead because, you know, everything goes to streaming services where yeah. people, you can well, still go to the cinema. After. Okay, cool. Yeah. Please, next. Ha, this is you. I think you have an opinion on this one. Has digital cinema destroyed realism? Correct. Yes, absolutely. 110%. Told you. You look at, like, well, we said this off air. You look at the end fight scene for Black Panther. It took me completely out of the movie. Not that I was that invested. There was a lot of characters I loved. Yep. But you get an end fight scene, which is 1,000% digital. Same with the, the huge end, you know, the climax for Captain Marvel. All digital. Looks like shit. Yeah. You don't add anything to a film with subpar digital effects. Everything looks better when you, you see that person embodying something. Even a freaking stuntman, at least it's a real person. Is this why they're also turning cartoons into live action? 
to get back to realism. Yeah, but it's still digital. Exactly, because I'm thinking the lion, the animals in Lion King. I can clearly see it's not a real animal. But like this is the same when they did it with Jungle Book. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, the effects are amazing." I'm like, "Yeah, amazing for digital effects. Like it doesn't look real still, you know." But that's just me. I'm cursed with 2020 vision, and this is always my my bug to crawl, my bug to bear. I, it's something that just dead set bothers me. Digital, if it was perfect i'd be like yeah but it still can drastically impact your movie experience especially like taking you out of the moment it's like oh for fuck's sake that's not how a person moves black panther editor and you can still have really far-fetched scenarios that are 100 real and i'm thinking of an example here like tom cruise in the last three mission impossible those stunts which are ridiculous him on the side of the plane mm-hmm. him on that huge hotel in dubai you're like I'm not ridiculous even. concept There's but real man looks doing real it. he's really doing mm-hmm. it he won't he argues i'm not doing that I, like that's not going to be in the film if we can't literally do it me or the stunt man because it's not going to look And then he realistic. busts up his shit and then you clap your hands because you're like, he really did that and he busts oh, up his shit. Oh, he broke his ankle. Yeah. He really did that. Yeah, exactly. That's why and I like then, movies like yeah, Kung Fu movies are still drawn yeah. to because it's just real, like... Real the f- choreography. Oh, yeah. And, and it is choreographed and the fight scenes can be ridiculous, but that's two, three, maybe a dozen dudes just throwing down. You look at it and you go, yeah, this is, this is cool. If you had that as a bunch of digital people, you might as well be watching... Saturday morning cartoons and not letting people care. Like, that's what it is. And I'm just thinking in my head as well. I was like, what does Tom Cruise think when he watches, say, the trailer to Hobbs and Shaw and you've got that end sequence where they throw a chain from a car to the helicopter and then another car appears in front of them and they chain more chains to the front of the rock's car. And you've got the rock holding with one arm the helicopter on the first chain and the car on the second arm and chain trying to hold them down. See, the rock comes from wrestling. They're all superhuman from that world, well, this, I guess. This must be it. But yeah. it's like it's one extreme to the other. Yeah. And let's remember that the Fast and the Furious franchise started off as an FBI agent trying to infiltrate street races. That's right. It started out as Point Break with cars. Again, another argument. (laughs) (laughs) We've argued it before. Yes. Are film critics still worth reading? Question three, very easy one. No, never found a need for them. I like I like a good review. Yeah, same. From a movie critic, from a professional. Uh, I yeah, because everyone else it's just an opinion, and if you disagree, that then you say, well, everybody's a critic now. Incorrect. You have uh, an opinion, and most of the time, it is not valued. Critics are critics for a reason, and they have valued opinions. However, people know what they like these days, and there's so many ways to access films, and you can literally read a synopsis anywhere now for something. Mm -hmm. And if it sounds like you're something you're into, or you look at a star rating, you you critics, eh, I don't want to put them at work, which I won't because I don't have the power here on Not Another Podcast. (laughs) But... For me, yeah, I've never, I've never really felt the need to watch, uh, you know, like what was that one on the ABC? David and Margaret yeah, or Margaret and David film yeah. reviews. Yeah, I did actually like doing them, but I mostly watch that just going, what's coming out? What yeah, should I know see, about? That's that's what it is. Like you know, when it came, because yeah, that dude and to especially, see footage of it and things he, like that. He he just thought he was a rock star and he could only talk about all the big time movies and anything else was nonsense. But you know, that's the thing. Some people love nonsense. 
Why else did Fifty Shades of Grey make so much fucking yeah. money? I know, right? Terrible films. Damn, skippy. But like in the olden days, before the internet, audiences really relied. That's what I mean. They were very valued. Exactly. And now everyone has a say on 20 million different platforms to Facebook, Instagram, a Tumblr, their own website, their own blog. Maybe a podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Plenty of those. So, yeah. With more available ways to fill our time, we seek it out wherever we want. Or some people don't like to watch the trailers or reviews or anything. They just want to make their own decision on what they're seeing. Which you and I are leaning more and more towards, yeah. especially with stuff we want to see. We'll happily watch oh, trailers for right. stuff we've never heard about. But stuff if we, we want to see, see it, we're going to see it. Damn scary. You can't stop that. All right. Question four. Is television the new cinema? No. Go on. It never will be. There's no budget. There's Well, television is getting better with shows and like... And we're t- not talking about streaming stuff here. Well, that's what I mean. Like, right. you know, you get TV shows. Can you still call them TV shows? Uh, well, they are. Series. A series. Series, yeah, true. Like Stranger Things being a series. The budget they rolled with in season three. Um, I'd say, you know, like that. that is like the budget for a film kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Most to all TV shows. They just pretty much, you know, like there's no way they could ever compete with cinema. Like like I said to start with, you know, yeah. there's the cinema experience, you know. And yeah. television in this country especially has become so mindless. It's just renovation, home cooking, all that kind of shit. They don't even it's produce like actual written TV anymore, basically. So what about what about you? What well, you it think? comes from because it's saying here on dummies.com <laughs> that... Um, thanks for the 10 questions, dummies.com. Thanks, they're very good. Yeah, well... Because director Steven Soderbergh made the very public decision to abandon filmmaking altogether and just stick with television. Um, because, and a lot of people were like, well, why is he doing that for? But well, a lot of people say his argument sort of makes sense because Hollywood's fallen behind in terms of willingness to take risks and experiment and to sort of only try and get that big box office success so that's where it's coming for you but he says like that's a new thing it's always been like that well there's very few directors who are trusted to you know still pull in you know the money for like you know their style i think the line between cinema and television is just coming is more blurred than ever that line between the two because of the streaming services because of the number of film actors who are now on television programs because that's I don't know where the consistent money is, the consistent job. Like you're working nine months out of the year to film a show or mm-hmm. getting more of a break, um, able to still do a film or so in between. But I guess it's a regular job, a more consistent job maybe for actors as well. You've got more directors going to television as well. Like Steven Spielberg's doing a bunch of stuff for Apple TV, which is out spring this year for us in australia they'd be chucking a bucket of money at him though like scorsese did boardwork empire right yeah a couple of episodes but that's his style you know yeah oh yeah and jane campion did top of the lake also let's remember that's home box office hbo's yeah technically not television boardwalk is hbo it was like the original subscriber service because you had to you had to pay for a different like it's all new network kind of thing except you couldn't watch whenever you wanted kind of thing 
Uh, and the latest Empire Magazine actually has all of the upcoming streaming services like Disney Plus, which we've discussed at length. Well, they, they That's stuff. early next year for us. Like US get it this year. We're not until 2020 for that particular network, but spring for Apple TV. And then there were two others listed there. I'll find it in a minute where I'm like, eh, I never even heard of them before. Yeah. <laughs> next question. Mm-hmm. Will 3D stick around? I didn't even know it was still around. Right? I've seen a distinct drop-off in terms of um, movies that are 3D, have a 3D option at the cinema now. Like, that's less and less. And because I look at Blu-rays quite a lot in JB Hi-Fi, like less and less new release 3D Blu-rays coming yeah, to this. Yeah, that's 3D section. Less and less sales on anymore, 3D yeah. TVs. Like, all of that... It's not a big deal. I personally like was. was what, never how long a, ago? Five years ago? I was never a fan of the three D. Like it just. Well, look at me. I wear glasses. Yeah, so you got to put glasses, put the glasses on the glasses. Like, how do I do this? Or just well, be slightly me, blurry. For me, it's just yeah. You put the glasses on, and it made it darker. And I'm just like, I like my shit illuminated. You know what I mean? <laughs> illuminated. Like, so immediately, I'm just like, this stinks. You know, and it's like one or two things that they do in the movie where you're like, whoa, that's cool. It's nothing special. Yeah, it's hit me. Like, I find that it's quite, especially in faster sequences and the action sequences, which you want to watch, um, it's a little bit blurry for me um, to actually watch. So I liked it because it did look impressive. Like something like, I think I saw Toy Story 3 in 3D and it just looked insanely cool, the layers within it. Um, but again, that was animated and... It has action sequences in a sense, but it wasn't blurry like um, live action was. So it wasn't as much of an issue. So it can look really pretty, but yeah, I agree that it's it's pretty dead. There you go. Let it be dead and buried. Oh Well, these two other networks are already up, Netflix and Prime Video. But it's just telling you how much you can get it. And why you should get Disney Plus. They're saying you should get Disney Plus because it has all 662 episodes of The Simpsons (gasps) available from launch. Everything coming up wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> That's terrible. It's really bad. The complete Star Wars, Disney, Pixar, and Marvel archive of films are, will be available. But I've already and got the first the place films. to see Disney films post cinema release, because as we saw, they got taken off of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Netflix? Catflix? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Next question Has Hollywood has it had its day? Absolutely not. What, what's the context for that? Is there it says, sense? although no longer the largest and most productive film industry in the world, thanks to India, Hollywood remains the gold mm-hmm. standard for international film exports. It has varying levels of presence in markets worldwide, but its old business model is seriously creaking. The previous system of blockbusters that dominated markets made most sense when cinemas were at the heart of the battleground. As the balance of power shifts towards home entertainment formats, however, blockbusters have to compete with many other different products and have much less of an automatic advantage. Just think about Netflix and the way it places big budget comic book movies up against indie or foreign films. And if India and China get their export acts together, Hollywood may be toast. But you still got Marvel coming directly out of Hollywood. Correct. Yeah. So for me, I'm on your side with this one. And same with you know even even things like DC as hit and miss as they are, they're still producing some pretty amazing Hollywood movies. As yeah. And then I'm not 
a fan of the Fast and the Furious, but everyone always says if you you know you want a big action movie, bada boom. Transformers movies have always done everyone well. Everyone goes sees them. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. There's a reason why there's still sequels getting pumped out. Like, do I need to see it? No. Will people go see it? Absolutely. But if you go onto event cinemas website and go movies that are out now, I have, I do see more and more of the um, Asian films and India films, but that's a small contrast Dude, to everything else. That's always been a thing. Like, yeah. when I lived in Melbourne, like, that there was, I mean, they've got more of a populace of people from, you know, Asian countries like India, China, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, the options are there. They always have been, you know. Like, yeah. you market to, you know, your market. Correct. And, and that's the thing. But, you know, Hollywood people are still always going to love... Hollywood shit. Hollywood films. Are directors still auteurs? And we've discussed the word auteur before in our director's episode last season. Well, I think you look at it, and obviously I'm going to bring up Quentin Tarantino. He's he's evolved his auteurism, you know. He definitely still is an auteur. Your guy, Fincher, like, he's he's clearly changed his style, but early he on has, he, he yeah. had it. But for me... I look at guys like uh, Neil Blomkamp, who's done Elysium and Chappie and uh, District 9. That dude's definitely an auteur. You know, for me as well, you look at guys like S. Craig Zeller, who's done Brawl in Cell Block 9 and uh, Bone Tomahawk, Dragged Across the Mint. That guy's an auteur. There's still auteurs out there and there's still a market for auteurs. Can you think of any? Just... Oh, in terms of auteurs. Yeah, like Wes Anderson, those those guys that do the real quirky films. So Wes Anderson comes to mind. Who did like Moonrise Kingdom and Grand Budapest Hotel and... You got your um, phone in front of you, just check. Yeah, but I got dummies.com there, oh, mate. Oh, right, yeah. for real, for real. <laughs> well, I was just thinking as well, like, uh, the Coen brothers, they're, yeah, they're yeah, big yeah. old auteurs. And same with the guy that everyone always gets confused with oh. them. I uh, forget his name, but he did uh, three billboards outside of Oh, Ebbing, yeah, yeah, your yeah, mate. Yeah. Uh, you love him. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. But, you know, to me, yeah, there's, there's still a place for auteurs. And... Tim Burton. Oh, of course, yeah. Tim Burton. You... His Forget films are exactly as they are. And I feel like auteur is, auteur is something that you establish once that director has sort of moved on, like they've retired or they've passed on. And so you go back and reflect on their movies and, go, and you can see the whole collection of movies and go, That's why people still an auteur. talk about Hitchcock. That's right. You can reference any movie, even if you haven't seen him, like the scene from The Birds. Correct. They're like, you know. Hitchcock was, I'm not going to say the original auteur, but he's the first auteur that I studied because mm-hmm. I literally had to for a semester. But um, Wait, you had to study there. Hitchcock for an entire semester? I did. We watched one of his films a week. And just read, we had a whole booklet, so we had different readings each week. And I don't even remember what the assignments were about. But yeah, we had to watch all his films. See? I think there was The Birds, and I was screening that Monday morning. I'm like, nah, I'm not watching The Birds. <laughs> <laughs> so we went for a walk around campus. <laughs> I'll just look at the reviews. <laughs> you just sussly looking at the birds. I was a quality uni student yeah, at times. Um, this question here, why study films when you can just go out and make them? What? <laughs> that's one of the questions. I mean, These that... days, filmmaking equipment is cheaper and easier to use than ever before. With just an entry-level HD camera, a laptop, and the internet, you can basically shoot, edit, post, produce, and distribute your masterpiece worldwide. I'm like, 
So why waste your time studying other films first? Because you need to know what the films are, <laughs> what they look like, what's already been done to be original and creative for yourself. I'm going to go write a book. Oh, what books have inspired you? Oh, I've never read a book. I'm just going to go write one. I'm going to go be uh, a cyclist in Tour de France. Oh, yeah, how long have you been cycling for? Oh, no, I'm going to start cycling well, tomorrow. Well, Fego, you don't need to be a cyclist. You just need to be a dickhead. But... <laughs> Mate, um, that was one of the holds up on for me getting to you today is because the, the big long stretch on River Road was just packed with cyclists today. Well, I think it's also a bit of like when my history students go, why do we need to study history? I love history, though. Thank what is you. their problem? like this doesn't affect us i'm like no it hasn't affected you because you live in the world that the history has created and shaped for you you got a bunch of white kids at your school yes you teach them about australian history yes do they ever feel guilt yes i've actually good changed yes changed a lot of opinions about perspectives on the first fleet and the settlement of australia thank you very much good very well yeah you still get the odd yeah odd question like why do we need to study this? They're like, what? So it comes from that. Like, why study film? That's this like shapes the f- well, what I guess we are now. I don't know why this is for me, but literally anything I find interesting, I love to go back and look at the history books. You know, that any yeah. any sport I, I watch, I always like to find out about history. If I find a director I like, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to go back and watch this, you know. And that's just from, you know, strictly a fandom thing, you know. So you can't just be all like, Oh, yeah, I've seen a movie. I'm going to go out and start making movies myself. I know how they can be edited now and structured. Well, and you know, the first thing I thought of was just like, how are you going to get rights for a score? You're going to just like, <laughs> your movie's going to change completely if you rely on music. You know, I'm going to submit this to the film festival. They're going to be like, yeah, uh, you're getting sued, mate. I don't disagree that you shouldn't go out there and make your own stuff or no, that definitely the technology do it. is available. Yeah. That's definitely there. But, but still do your research. If you're going out to shoot films, it's because you love films and you grew up watching them and you want to be a creator and a director for yourself or an actor. Um, and so that's why you're out there shooting and recording and editing because that, ta- that stuff is time consuming. Mm-hmm. And so you're not just going to do it on a whim. Um, without this sort of motivation. Just get bored midway through. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with this. How's your movie going? Oh, no, I'm into I'm in a hacky sack now. It's now a short film. It's just a trailer <laughs> <laughs> for what could have been. That's actually all 10. Oh, sick. Well done. And we didn't argue. Oh, boo. We discussed. Because oh. we're on the same page, mate. I, I at least called cyclists dickheads. <laughs> give way. At least give a polite wave if someone gives way to you, you know? Everyone does it. Even little scooter kids. They give a wave. <laughs> at least guys. have the courtesy of a friggin' fucking 11-year-old scooter kid. You're a grown-ass man. Shit. that time of the week once again for mjk snapshot movie review and just first off the bat i'd like to remind everybody that these are movies traditionally that i said that i would watch that are out of my comfort zone and then i'd also like to put another precursor in my friend nick was down recently and we were on the beers and we were just having a good time so the movie i am reviewing this week is a little movie called dirty grandpa (laughs) (laughs) oh oh dear (laughs) Now, I'm not going to lie, I did not expect to enjoy this movie. I did not expect to laugh at this movie. But I was in the other room doing something, and Nick picked the movie. And where I walked in at, Aubrey Plaza was 
cracking all the giggles. So I was like, I'll give this a chance. Bobby D was figuring out all new ways to call his grandson a cock blocker, which made me giggle. Premise of the movie is Robert De Niro's character. He's been married for a long ass time. His wife passes away. So he decides he wants to go on spring break with his grandson so he can get his fuck on. His grandson's a bit of a prude. Well, actually, he's not a prude. He's following in his father's footsteps, but he's not his own person. He's engaged, but he's engaged to a bit of a twat. So his grandfather's trying to get him out of his, you know, bring him out, out of his shell, give him his real life. So anyway, it's a spring break movie. Look, a very fun cast. Aubrey Plaza's in it, and she is the highlight. Really not much else to report, just your average spring break shenanigans teen movie. Lots of fun. Do not take it seriously. It's also really good to see Bobby D out of out of what I assume is his comfort zone. And if you pay attention to him texting in the movie, he clearly has never used a cellular device in his life. On the MJK movie review scale, I would give it a 3 out of 7 only because... I only think I enjoyed it because I was watching it with a friend, which I highly recommend because the giggles come much easier, and also because I had a few beers in me. So I'm not saying you need a drink to enjoy this movie. I'm just saying maybe watch it with a few friends, don't take it seriously, and enjoy it. Aubrey Plaza also, as always, can do no wrong. And that is MJK Snapshot Movie Review. Nice, and I think I mentioned Dirty Grandpa last week or the week before. We are talking about where are they now? And Robbie D being Robert De Niro. But, uh, yeah, Audrey Plaza is a highlight in that film. Jade Aubrey. Aubrey. Oh, sorry, Aubrey. Oh. Aubrey Plaza. Um, Wait, have you seen it? I have, yeah. Ah, did yeah. you like it? Eh, it'd be like yeah. a three out of seven, like you said. Yeah, like, yeah, it's what it is. You get laughs out yeah. of it. I don't mind Zac Efron. The I drug dealer in it, yeah. Pam, is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mind Zac Efron I either. I like, I like that he can do movies where he doesn't take himself seriously mm-hmm. like that in Baywatch. And Baywatch, yeah. yeah. You know, the like, same. It's just, yeah, it is what it is, and I wouldn't have watched it unless I had my homie with me, so thank you, Nick. Um, it was it was a good watch, and honestly, I could, like, yeah, I could watch it again if I'm on the beers, because I know it's a good laugh. Unlike you, I didn't watch it with anyone else. Maybe it would have been better if I watched it, because yeah. you Laughs laugh at what easy. they laugh fight and vice versa. But it, I guess I watched it whenever it was, because it was what I figured I didn't have to think too hard about. Correct, yeah. It was my escapism for the night, so there you have it, kids. Surprise! Snacks. <laughs> That's probably real loud for y'all there. We didn't do this last week. We mix it up. No, we didn't do it the week but before uh, last week. Last uh, week we did a great Kit Kat cookie dough, I think it was. Got a bit of a... All right, here we go. I'll just hand you a bit of this here. All right, here we need to find a table. He's currently food. drinking a fruit smoothie a I just made Beautiful smoothie him. that, uh, yeah, Jade used her um, taco mixer to use. <laughs> a blender, MJK, right. a blender. So it's definitely chocolate. <laughs> I know. I seem to have a running theme here. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. I'm gonna. As you know, I'm doing Dry July, and I've banned myself from having chocolate this month, as well as lollies and chips. So I'm gonna live vicariously through Mofo here. It's like a chocolate block show. Mmm. Whoa. Oh, it's one of my faves, and I'm so jealous of you right now. Is it like a dark chocolate? It is dark chocolate, correct? But now what's you're this crunchiness? Have to guess which company and then maybe what the little ingredient within it is hmm you know what is this it is, sticking in your teeth this is a dark chocolate birdie beetle <laughs> do they exist <laughs> no oh my god birdie beetles get me some um i'm just gonna enjoy the shit out of this but i'm gonna give up i'm gonna open my eyes jade what am i eating 
You are eating lint. Oh, I know it. Sea salt caramel. Oh, that's what the Dark. caramel. Yeah, you should I be getting some bits sticking in your teeth right now. I should have known by how thin it was that it was a lint. Yeah. And that doesn't yeah, mean yeah, it's yeah. shit house, ladies and germs. No. Lint is some high quality chocolate that you need to get yourself on top with. Even the, the cover looks sexy. Master Swiss God. chocolate ear. You should be jealous. This is great. Fine dark chocolate with crunchy caramel pieces. It is really good. It's my go-to. I get it all the time. I usually just have the two squares dipped in a coffee. Oh. Mate, goes good with and a glass I of red am, wine too. Yes. Mm. Yep. I love a good glass of red. So Vino Crew. We should change the name of the podcast to <laughs> Not Another Podcast with white people talking about vino. <laughs> and we actually drink wine on air yeah. and, dr- oh, and eat chocolate. You know, I'd love a surprise snack of some Vimo sometimes. I can't even speak because the chocolate is so good. just so good. It's put him in like a coma. Yeah. Because uh, Vinos can be a snack. Ask the Italians. <laughs> they know everything. They know all. Um, so, yeah, that's all of the segments we have for you this week. Mm. Like, literally covered them all. Sometimes we mix it up. We always change up the order. Um, again, if you have questions for us you'd like to hear discussed on air, send them through Facebook, not another podcast, Instagram, like Podbean, Jade, iTunes. Jade floated this one earlier. Oh, yeah? Which, which, That's um, me. Which member of Charmed would you guys... <laughs> Okay, you got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. <laughs> oh my god, that's so easy for me. Um, oh wait, let's hear it. <laughs> Hang on, wait, are we going original three or Rose McGowan three? Well, let's go both. All right, original three. Or oh, I don't want to say kill. Shannon Dolly. Kill Shannon. I'm looking up here because I actually have a photo of myself with Brian Krause, Sh- Shannon Doherty, and Holly Marie Combs at Supernova. They were there that year. Oh, that actually might be. That's Comic-Con's background. Supernova has the purpley background. I love them all, but okay, that's hard. We'll just go based on characters, not the people themselves. So right. um, Piper's definitely the one you marry and Phoebe's the one you but shag. But she's already got a kid. Well, not in the first three years she doesn't. Let's, <clears throat> all right, fine. <laughs> we'll change it up for the next three. <laughs> But then I love, like, I'm a huge Alyssa Milano fan, so I feel like I want to marry her because mm-hmm. then I get to, she gets to stick around. And you also so, get to dig her down because, you know, the, the boffing is yeah. applied <laughs> with that as well. Exactly. So yeah, this is really hard, but yeah, Easy all right. for me. I'd, I'd marry <clears throat> Prudence. I'd uh, nice. dick down Phoebe. And <laughs> I'd, I'd Just, let... Piper. Let Holly Marie Combs back I'd, to the I'd wild. tell everyone I killed her, but I'd be like, you know. <gasps> oh, we can do that? Oh, sweet. No, no, no. Only I can do that. Oh, man. Because I came up with it. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, yeah. Yes, we've heard it here first, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll discuss which one we'll marry out of the Friends cast. Ooh, that's an easy one. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating or find us on Not Another Podcast at 2Ts.podbean.com and feel free to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram also. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time.